Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon. We know that today's game was an absolute dick-kicking to the Cubs, uh, but that's okay. We're still here to talk about it. Nonetheless, I'm Ron Luce, joined today by the one, the only, the cheese man himself, Mr. Joey Ricotta. My friend, aside from the Cubs getting absolutely just shit-pumped today, how are you doing? I'm doing good. The way you uh, said my name right there, the Joey Ricotta, that put me in slightly a better mood, Ron, because right now, <laughs> that was like the first time I've smiled for at least two and a half hours, because what the fuck did we just watch? Uh, I understand this is a rebuilding team. I understand uh, the Cardinals are much better than the Cubs at this point, but when you jump up 3 nothing to start the game, and then you have, you're going to need a lot of runs in this game. It was just out there right we needed a ton of runs uh and we had situations where we could have come back in this game and you've got guys like jason hayward and Andrewton simmons in key situations up at the bat i'm not happy ron how are you doing i'm doing good man i'm doing good and i'm gonna i'm gonna try to let you smile a little bit here because before we vent a lot of frustrations because i know you and i both have quite a few of them regarding today's game just quickly want to touch on yesterday's game there was no cubs on tap show boys needed a day off but hey the cubs won we got something exciting out of it seven five victory over the Redbirds yesterday. Uh, Keegan Thompson, absolutely fantastic. couple quick notes, uh, and then, Joey, want to get your thoughts here, too. Uh, Frank Schwindel, what, apparently, why do we like him? Because he gets on base three hits in yesterday's win, uh, as well as the home run. Hap had a pair of hits, as did P.J. Higgins. Uh, Morell just continues to get on base. It's hysterical. Uh, the Morell and Wilson Contreras back-to-back uh, -back at the top of the lineup is a personal favorite of mine, uh, but really the star of the show, Keegan Thompson, just continues to look great. He's 6-0 now in the season. That ERA still under two. It's a 199 ERA after giving up the three runs uh, to the Cardinals. Givens gave up a couple late. Didn't really matter at that point. Efros, uh, two innings of work as well in that one. So, Joey, just quick thoughts. Um, I mean, yesterday's win was good. I know we're, we're, we're angry and we're ready to vent a lot of shit about today's game. But we do got to address that the Cubs won a baseball game yesterday. Yeah, they won a baseball game yesterday. We thought maybe – uh, after the first inning or the top or the bottom half, I should say, the first inning, there was a good chance that we were going to win this game today. But, uh, you know, like to your point about yesterday, Keegan Thompson obviously was very good again or solid, you know, pretty damn solid at least, going, giving you five-plus innings. I mean, right now in baseball, a quality start is obviously six innings, three earned runs or less. Uh, but we're seeing it around the league. If you give, give them five or five-plus innings of three-run ball or less, that's pretty much a quality start right now. It's not labeled that way, but it's pretty much a quality start. And Keegan, I love what he, he's been bringing to the table. He's still under two ERA, like you said. So uh, just absolutely love what he's doing and providing the Cubs with. And then, uh, yeah, Frank the Tank starting to hit again, right? I mean, just he's had him – so he, he was a triple shy of the cycle yesterday. Um, love to see what Ian Happ is doing as well. Willie – Unfortunately, obviously exited the game with, uh, you know, getting hit there by the pitch. But sounds like he's going to be back in the lineup tomorrow. Sounds like he's uh, he was available today, maybe even possibly, but just was sore. So um, it's good to see that they didn't have to use him in a key situation. That's like the underlying, you know, silver lining of this game was they didn't have to use Willie off the bench as a pinch hitter because the game was so far out of hand. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, yesterday was great. Got that first win out of the way and then. Unfortunately, now it's it's tied up in the series, though. 
That it is, and just just really quick on my end, I, I've seen a lot of discussion last night on Twitter uh, regarding uh, Keegan Thompson and a certain term, and the term being all-star. Uh, and I think that's pretty high praise. I think that is a testament, though, to how good Keegan has been this season. He has been incredible, and he's doing it in multiple ways, right? Like, everybody's kind of mentioned it. It's been thrown around, right? He's an outs getter. Like, that's that's what he knows his role is. He's just there to get outs. It doesn't matter if it's a start. If it doesn't matter if it's three innings out of the bullpen. It doesn't matter. He's going to come in and give you outs, and he's doing that. Sure. Was yesterday's game, in terms of the stat sheet, the prettiest? No. But was it effective? Yeah. The Cubs won the, ball, the, the Cubs won the baseball game. So, uh, like you said too, right? Uh, you and I talked before we jumped on against this lineup, especially for him to get out of that the way he did uh, and, and work around that lineup the way he did was absolutely spectacular. Huge credits to Keegan Thompson. Uh, I thought he he was great yesterday. So you, you absolutely love to see it. But let's get into it. Let's. <clears throat> let's let's vent a little bit about today's game because an absolute shit pumping 14 to 5 just quick kind of i guess thoughts or actually just some stats and figures here before we start diving into some of the topics a number of cubs with multiple hit games today ian Happ with two hits before he was eventually pulled for clint frazier um wisdom the, obviously the two hits he drove in four of the cubs five runs uh frank schwindel another two hits today also had two walks so again frank schwindel just getting that average and that o- OPS up every single game lately. Um, three hit game from Rafael Ortega. He's actually been a pleasant surprise and a guy that I might touch on here before the show's over. And again, why do we like Christopher Merrill? Cause he gets on base. He had another hit today uh, despite the loss. So Joey, I, I want to turn it over to you because I-, I know you've got some quarrels with the lineup and-, and with David Ross. And I would love to hear where your head is in relation to the lineup. I think we're on the same page but I want you to let the let let the words flow. Yeah, I mean, you can see it here in my name if you're watching the live stream here. Free Clint Frazier. I know he was he got into the lineup there for Ian Happ late in the game. He entered the game, I believe it was the seventh. At least that's when his first at-bat was, was the seventh, and then he got another at-bat in the ninth. Went over for 2 had a strikeout. I understand all that. My issue is here, now you had between the seven, between the six, seven, eight, and nine hitters, you had... Jason Hayward, Alfonso Rivas, who's been struggling, Hayward, whose WRC plus is hovering around 50 right now. Like that's 50% below average. Yeah. That's what we're talking for, about here. For reference, um, Corey Friedman, everybody in Cubs Twitter, very familiar with him over at CHGO. Now got the pleasure actually finally to meet him this year, which was cool. Uh, nice. He said for what it's worth, uh, John Lester in 2019 had a 46 WRC plus. Yeah, I mean, John Lester, a pitcher who was not even that good of a hitter. He's not a good hitting pitcher, right, exactly. God, man, I just – it's not about – this is not about Jason Hayward, all right? I understand they're probably not going to DFA him. He does serve a purpose on this team still. Believe it or not, what people want to believe, I'm not calling for him to be DFA'd at this point. Like, whatever, I understand the roster crunch that you have, especially coming up with the 40-man roster, but, like, on the bench, fine. If he's a leader, cool. Like, if he's serving that purpose for the outfielders, like Wilson Contreras seems to be for some of these other young guys, like Christopher Morrell, if he serves that purpose and you truly believe that, then fine, he's on the roster. But my huge issue here is you had Nico Horner off today. You have a doubleheader tomorrow. You had a chance to give a guy a day off tomorrow because you have a doubleheader. Instead, you give Nico Horner a day off today. No Madrigal in the lineup today. Hayward's in the lineup today. 
and Clint Frazier is sitting after he had his best game of the season on Tuesday night. He sat on Wednesday after that best game of the season. And then he had a great game last night, one for four or one for one with an RBI and two walks. And then he's sitting today. How do you get into a rhythm that way? I'm sorry. When the bases come up loaded and there's one out or whatever it is, and Jason Hayward comes up to bat right now, and Clint Frazier's sitting on the bench, on the bench, dude, I am absolutely livid. I am screaming at my television because what the fuck are we doing here? You can't get into a rhythm that way. And at some point, like that, doesn't that hurt a guy's confidence? He got dicked around in New York. We all know about that. Mm -hmm. Got absolutely dicked around by the organization. Mm -hmm. and then and the media portrayed him to be something that he wasn't mm -hmm. and he's sitting on the bench after he's somewhat getting into a rhythm just let the man play he entered the game when it was there was no shot to win and the game was out of hand let the guy go jason hayward especially when you have a defensive replacement in the lineup in a game that you're trailing i think it was nine to four when the bases were loaded at that one at that one at bat for hayward yeah you get your offense in the game. We're talking about defensive replacements coming in when your team is winning. When your team is trailing, what about offensive replacements? I guess we don't care about that when with a when you're within striking distance. So that's my huge gripe today. Yeah, and a fair gripe at that, Joey, because I think the thing that people need to realize with Frazier is he's still very young. He hasn't played a lot of baseball either. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. Had the freak, you know, needed a, his appendix removed, emergency surgery this year. Like, he's finally just starting to, like, actually, like, play baseball this year. And like mm -hmm. you said, he's finally getting into a rhythm. And to see him not be able to get into that rhythm – and I'm going to, I'm going to compound off of what you said too, right? Like no Clint Frazier today, especially with right. Some of the other moves, right? No Nico Horner, no Wilson Contreras. Like it's also just unacceptable to have Simmons and Hayward in the same lineup at this point, because they're the same player, just one bats from the right side and one bats from the left side. They're defensive specialists, but they can't hit the ball. I probably could hit the ball. Like they could hit the ball. And, and, and Ron, I probably can't. I'm just, no, you probably could at this point. Like it's Ron, that bad. To, to your point, too, it, it doesn't it feel like Ross I, – I don't want to completely bash the guy, but, like, doesn't doesn't it feel like he's overthinking the pitch-to-contact pitcher in Marcus Stroman? Like, Marcus Stroman started out really well, if we're being honest. Like, he had some strikeout stuff working early. Still had seven Ks today. Still had seven Ks. He's overthinking the fact that Marcus Stroman traditionally is a ground ball pitcher and a pitch-to-contact type pitcher. And there's actually some more strikeout stuff in there. We're seeing it last year. I think he had his, a career high in strikeout rate. So I don't know. I'd have to cut you off, but I just don't understand why they are ever in the same lineup together. They are veterans that don't really have a future with this team. If we're being 100% honest, uh, what, what's the purpose here? What is the purpose of both of them in the same lineup? I don't understand that. Yeah, and it, 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 the problem, too, is, like, it takes away at-bats from, like, a guy like a Clint Frazier that you're trying to see something out of, right? We talked about it before the season that they're going to have a logjam of players that you need to see something out of. And if these guys aren't getting enough at-bats, you're not going to really be able to gauge if they're valuable to your future or not. Clint Frazier's only on, one of your, uh, on a one-year contract. You know, like you said, we know what Simmons is to this team. We know what Hayward right now is to this team. We don't know what a guy like Clint Frazier is to this team. So I absolutely understand your gripe, and I agree with your gripe, Joey, because Clint Frazier needs to play every day. What if Clint Frazier becomes what he was expected to become when he was a top prospect in baseball? And we'll never know if he doesn't get the opportunity like he didn't exactly. get in New York. when he was Because when he first came in there, if I'm not mistaken, or it was like the second – 
maybe his second stint with the big league club. He was raking with New York. And then they were just like, oh, no, we don't have a space for you. It's like the, the Cubs can't be doing that. They can't afford to do that when their roster isn't as good as a team like the Yankees maybe was then or is now. Like right. <laughs> this is a team that can afford to play a guy like Frazier. It's just nuts. Absolutely. And and Joey, not to, to take us too far off course here, but our, our buddy Tyler um, and, and Cubs on tap contributor Tyler, Give some proper respect to the people here. A um, couple of really good comments here that I want to share. A uh, beautiful day for baseball. It was, Joe. It was a beautiful day. 120 star. Cubs cards. What more could you want? And yeah. Absolutely. It was a old, old swift kick in the dick. <laughs> maybe two. And that's just kind of how today's game felt. And, and and on top of it, even the broadcasters know Simmons can't hit. They can't find anything to talk about except his fielding stats. And it's true. Like, he comes up to bat and it's – uh, Anderson Simmons has like most defensive runs saved second most in this four gold gloves. It's like, cool. That's great. But like the dude has like one good offensive season every like four years in his career. Like we've seen it. It's, it's a pattern, but yeah. to, to that point though, Joey, right? Like we talk about the, the swift kick in the dick, like Simmons not being able to hit a swift kick in the dick. The, the, the lineup construction, just swift kick in the dick, my swift kick in the dick for me today, Joey. And this is where I got fired up today is the amount of Marcus Stroman slander on my fucking timeline. Sick of it. I'm sick of it because here's the problem is all these Cubs fans, and I'm calling you out, is in the words of my good friend and rapper, that kid Roy, if this offends you, it was meant for you because people will sit here and be excited about him when he signs, and then he has one bad start, and they're like, well, why did we sign him? And then they claim to be these experts that know everything about baseball, and it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Literally, the guy just went on a stretch of five starts with a 180 ERA. Yep. And he had a bad day. It fucking happens. Like, every bad, every baseball player has a bad day. Even Mike Trout goes 0 for 5 every once in a while. Like, that's just the – it's baseball. It's the nature of the beast. There's a reason they play 162 games because anything can happen in the game of baseball. And it was it was not a terribly breezy day. The wind was blowing in a little bit, but, like, it knocked a foot off of a ball. Congratulations. Wisdoms was still a tank. Like, we all knew it. Goldschmidt put one out. Like, that pitch that Goldschmidt hit – that's that That's is fly elite. Out. That is elite MLB hitter Paul Goldschmidt. Exactly. Before, before I continue on my rant with Marcus Stroman and and the people showing him hate because I got a bone to pick with those people. It. Let's be reminded today. Everybody's like, "Well, Goldschmidt got him." Goldschmidt's on a twenty-five game hitting streak. He has fourteen doubles, ten home runs, and thirty-six RBIs just in that streak. They've played like 40 fucking games already this year. That means he has better numbers. Like he's going to start at first base in the NL in the All-Star game. You can't tell me anybody else is going to take that from him. He might win the Silver Slugger at the position by the end of the year. And who knows, if the Cardinals make the playoffs, he might be in the MVP conversation in the NL. Like he's that fucking good right now. So that one you can – that's just a professional hitter. But, oh, Joey, these people that sit here – in, in the Cubs on tap replies, just on Twitter in general. Yeah. And they sit here and are like, they should trade Marcus Stroman at this deadline because he's not a part of the competitive future. How the fuck do you know that? Why? Because he's 30 years old? You know who else is 30 years old? Your backstop that you want them to extend and Wilson Contreras. Is he not a part of the competitive fucking future? Good point. Marcus Stroman 
he doesn't need velocity. He's not a velocity pitcher. He's a movement pitcher. And when you're a movement pitcher, you age well. Jamie Moyer pitched till he was 50 fucking years old. Like, you cannot sit here and tell me that just because Marcus Stroman signed a two-year deal with an option for a third year that he's not a part of the competitive future. He did that because he knows he can get a bigger payday after three years. Literally, I got the numbers right in front of me, Joey. He's coming off last season where he had a 302 ERA. That was ninth best in all of baseball. In addition, he was also one of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pitchers to start essentially every start last year. He was one of seven pitchers to make 33 starts in baseball last year. You know what that screams to me? It means he's fucking durable and he's and he's struggling too. Look around the league. Open your eyes. Get your Cubs blinders off for a second. You're not a racing horse on the track. And look around the league. Pitchers that are guys of of habit that maybe don't have that electric 100-mile-per-hour fastball are all struggling this year because the short and spring training – fucked up a lot of guys we talked about it as soon as it happened who's going to struggle the most because of it pitchers and especially starting pitchers like they're the guys that are going to struggle they said it on the broadcast today Strowman admits it himself he's not even in a rhythm right now like he yeah. doesn't feel like himself and he's coming off a stretch of five starts with a 180 era and you're gonna fucking sit here and tell me he's not worth the money I'm going to end my rant with a big old get the fuck out of here. I need the Jerry Maguire clip right now. I know Brian's listening. Just get the fuck out of here. That's ridiculous. There is absolutely a chance that Marcus Stroman can be a part of your competitive future. Do not sit here and tell me that because you're frustrated that the Cubs had a bad game. End rant. Joey, do you have any Let's Let's go. Yes, I have thoughts, Ron, and they are all basically what you're saying. Uh... I don't get it, man. Like, like you said, yes, he started out maybe a little bit slow this season, right? And then, then he went on the IL for a little bit. I mean, like, like you said, though, it took him a while to ramp up, and he still might not even be, like he said, where he wants to be, right? And feeling comfortable. So, like, mm-hmm. dude, Stroman in one point eight zero ERA in five starts previous. That's cool and fucking pre- tough, Joey. Cool is that good? Out. I'm not sure if that's good or not. I don't like, know if that's good. Apparently, it's not good, Joey. It's not worth you listen to plus everybody on dollars. Yeah. I don't know, Stupid. man. I'm so I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You want somebody mm. to blame. Like you said, Goldie is in a, on an absolute tear right now. When Goldie's on a tear, this guy's a Cubs killer. He's been doing it since he was with the D-backs, all right? Like, yeah. it's going to happen. It's 120 at Wrigley Cubs Cardinals. Like you were going to have some fireworks more than likely you were going to have some fireworks. It's also Marcus Stroman's first start against the Cardinals. I believe in a Cubs uniform, if I'm not mistaken. So what a welcome to the rivalry. And he's going to get into a rhythm. Like this is Marcus Stroman. He's still worth the money. There's no reason to believe that he's not worth the money, especially if he's coming off of all these great outings or good outings. Very, very good outings, and then today he has this clunker when he still had what? What did you say? Seven strikeouts, and he looked good with the strikeout pitch early. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Take away, take away the earned runs and the hits that he gave up. He only walked one and struck out seven. So he missed his spots on a few pitches, and he got he got hammered for. It. That's what yeah. happened today. Yeah. That's pretty he, much what happened. Or, or he hits his spot, and Paul Goldschmidt, who's just playing out of his mind right now, just takes it the other way again. Yeah. They even said on the broadcast, like JD's like. A right-handed hitter should not put that ball where he put that. It was ball. on the inside. It was insane. It was a perfect freaking changeup that he just drilled the other way. Because again, then, it's Paul Goldschmidt. And then you saw Arenado's 
base hit up the middle, that little tapper. Dude, that had like a 68 exit velocity on it. The ground ball up the middle, which Simmons was playing further in the hole. He was playing towards third base, which I don't really understand why. I guess, okay, fine. But, like, somebody said, you know, Horner makes that play. I don't know. He was positioned in a very bad spot positionally. But that's not a base hit. That's a perfect pitch that I don't even know how Arenado made contact with and somehow got a base hit up the middle, right? So – that's not bad pitching. Like I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm 100 with you here, and I'm so happy you went on this little, little rant here today. I feel, I feel a lot better. And Joey, I, I just want to conclude on this too because, it, like everybody that keeps chiming, trade this guy for a prospect, a prospect. Stop being enamored with prospects. And there's a reason I'm going to say this because I think this is a perfect transition for some news that we need to touch on here. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Just because they go trade for a prospect doesn't mean he's going to amount to shit. Every Could get Cubs hurt. fan, every true Cubs fan that remembers, will remember the Josh Vitters and the Brett Jackson hype. They never panned out. Why are you going to trade something that you know what you're getting in a Marcus Stroman at this deadline, especially? Do you want to trade him next year because you're absolutely atrocious and pitchers are ahead of schedule and you you have guys that you need spots for? That's one thing. But this year, yeah. ludicrous, absolutely fucking stupid i'm i'm done with it anybody that even go ahead and at me if you want to debate on twitter let's debate because it's just dumb it's absolutely dumb and you're just an ignorant baseball fan at that point in my opinion and the reason again i say prospects go through shit is because joey we learned now that brennan davis cubs number one prospect underwent back surgery on thursday uh it was a successful surgery They said everything went well, but the timeline for his return is unknown. They said he could miss the rest of the season. A guy that we expected to see this year might not, might not play baseball until 2023. You wrote the article up today here for us at ontapsportsnet.com. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's disappointing. Obviously it's very disappointing because this is somebody that we've been looking forward to for a couple seasons now and really rose up the ranks, especially last year. And, you know, coming into the year, we're like, we might see him in May. Like what happens if, Hayward gets DFA'd or somebody gets DFA'd. I mean, I wasn't thinking Hayward would get DFA'd, but, you know, there's a lot of talk of that, right? Yep. And, you know, if he rakes, like, call him up. If the Cubs, especially if the Cubs are in it, like, you might need that extra bat. Or if they aren't in it, you want to see what he can do if he's raking and killing AAA. Unfortunately, he's been out since, I believe, he's been on the IL since May 12. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the injury that he had, it sounds like it's similar to um sciatica which my dad actually went through my dad had sciatica and just seeing the amount of pain that he was in like we were trying to watch a football game it was bears packers years ago um when he had this and he was laying on the ground uncomfortable he actually well actually i was across town watching the game with my aunt and uncle he called me on the phone he's like joey i need your help like i can't you know i'm rolling around i'm just like trying to find comfortability with my back is killing me with the sciatica and all that and I'm like, yeah, I'll be right there. And we had to call, you know, an ambulance to come and take him to the hospital because he couldn't – he felt like he couldn't get up and walk. So, like – and we watched the the Bears-Packers game from the hospital, which is actually kind of an <laughs> interesting, crazy little story. But, yeah. um, you know, it's – it's that injury is a very painful – I can only imagine the discomfort he was going through, especially if he was dealing with it to start the year because the struggles starting the season um, – out he did not start out that good this season so um hopefully he can make a successful return it sounds like 
he's going to be able to fully recover. My dad has fully recovered from that sciatica. I know it's not the exact same, but it seems like it's very similar. The injury that Davis uh, is going through and obviously had surgery on yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, I mean, I'm still excited for him, but it sucks because now you have him out and you have uh, Ed Howard out uh, as well for what the remainder of the year for Howard as well. So it's, it's sucks. And it goes back to your point about not getting so overly enamored with these prospects. Like we all love these prospects, tracking them. We like the potential, but you do have to make big league decisions too. Like it's not just let's get prospects, prospects, prospects. If a guy like Marcus Stroman can really solidify that rotation, you keep them around. I don't know. I don't understand the, uh, the, the debate about that. I, I really don't. I don't either. And just quickly on the Brennan Davis, I agree. I hope he's okay. Again, a guy that we picture as a, as, as a part of the future in Chicago. I think a lot of people do. Uh, Juice brought up a good point in our conversations and our our, our our chats that we have on the side. Um, maybe is this back injury related to him bulking up so much? Maybe did he tweak it during the offseason lifting mm. and stuff? Who knows? So it, it, there's a lot of like, hmm, what ifs, you know, and kind of questions. But hopefully he's okay. It sucks having him and Howard lose a year of development. That just hurts more than anything, I think, for them. Because you want the best for them. You want them to have a chance at chasing a big league dream. Um, but, yeah, man, to your point, like you have to make big league decisions. And I'm going to take another shot at this crowd because – you're the same crowd that bitches and moans that you don't want to go pay prices to go watch a game at Wrigley Field. You want them to trade away everything tangible and have prospects that aren't going to be here for five years? You're not going to want to go to the ballpark for five years. You want to really waste five years of not going to Wrigley Field? Respect Wrigley, baby. You want a good big league club. Guess what? You're not – look at the Dodgers. Yes, they develop homegrown talent, but they also buy talent too. You have to do both. You can't just do one or the other. So that's that's my big argument. But positive news on the prospect front. We're all very excited about this. Cubs top pitching prospect – it was rumors during the middle of the game that it was official uh, via Tommy Birch of the Des Moines Register. Got to give credit where credit's due. Officially announced by Ross after the game and reported by all the Cubs beat writers here in Chicago uh, that Caleb Killian is going to make his big league debut on Saturday. He'll start the second game tomorrow against the Cardinals. Uh, it'll be Matt Swarmer again, who looked really good his first time out uh, against the Cardinals in game number one. Those are 12-20 and 6-15 tomorrow at Wrigley Field. Uh, and I think Joey, I want to get your thoughts quickly here on Killian, and then I think we can we can wrap this brutal loss up and look ahead to some positive news tomorrow with this doubleheader. I'm super excited to see Killian, man. I know that's your boy, Ron. You've been kind of talking about him all offseason, all throughout the season. We've we've all been talking about him, and uh, I, dude, I want. I'm looking forward to some nasty curveballs. I'm looking forward to you know that that four seamer. I, I want to see what he can do. Like, let's. I don't want to get my expectations too high for this first start, even if he gets torn up or he walks four batters and, you know, gets into some trouble, who cares, right? He's here. Uh, He's also going to be right inserted right into this rivalry, inserted right into this dangerous uh, Cardinals lineup he's going to have to Mm -hmm. face. So it's going to be a test for him. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm more than excited to see what he can do on the mound. And, uh, Let's just see. I, I I didn't know if this was going to happen or not because I was, like, holding off. I was kind of skeptical because I'm like, maybe they go with, like, Adrian Sampson or, like, you know, do some bullshit like that. You know what sure. I mean? Because maybe they just feel like developmentally he's just not quite there yet. But he seems, like, from all reports and from watching the games, he seems like he's there. Maybe the pitch count isn't quite where you want it to be yet. It's built up. Sure. but. On the mound, the stuff looks great. So I am very excited to see what happens tomorrow. 
I am also very excited. I, I think Killian, it, the, what's the worst thing that happens? He gets tattooed. He takes that information that he learned at the big league level. He goes back down to AAA Iowa and keeps working on it. Like there is mm-hmm. no negative. The only thing that bad that could happen tomorrow is he gets hurt. Truthfully, that's the only yeah. bad thing that could come from the start tomorrow. Um, I, I low key. I have a weird feeling that Goldschmidt's going to get him for one, and it's going to be his like welcome to the big leagues moment. <sighs> but I hope he only gives up like one run. And Don't you put that negative juju on I'm us? I'm not putting negative, and I'm just saying Goldschmidt's hitting out of this world right now. But yeah. I am excited. I'm excited to see how Killian handles a big league mound. It's a Saturday night at Wrigley Field. You know it's going to be a good crowd. It's supposed to be absolutely gorgeous this weekend. So. What a moment for Killian it's going to be to make his big league debut. It's going to be awesome. It's cool seeing him and Swarmer because they're like, this is this is the farm. This is what's coming. Yeah. Again, we got our Cardinals moment with Matt Swarmer, with a, a dude I've never heard of came up and really pitched well. I hope they do that again tomorrow against the Cardinals because it would be so freaking appropriate because I hate that fucking franchise because of how much pain they put us through. So it'd be it would be appropriate, but dude, let's look ahead really quick. I know you've got to drop off here in a second, so if you, at any point you do, please do so. Um, we're 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 buttoned up with work schedules here, folks, so we're 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 battling through it. But uh, looking ahead quickly to tomorrow again, uh, the first game it is a twelve twenty start. Cardinals have not announced their starters for either game yet, but it will be Matt Swarmer going for the Cubs. Uh, oh, zero and zero technically because he didn't earn a, a decision in his first start, but a one fifty ERA because he only gave up one earned run, even though they allowed four because you know defense. But uh, and then six fifteen uh, for the Cubbies with Killian on the bump making his big league debut. Joey, quick thoughts here, um, and then if you need to hop off, go ahead, my friend, and I'll just close it out with all the pleasantries here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Swarmer, very impressive his first time out. Uh, That slider looked really good. Hopefully we can see some more of that here. Um, Like you said, though, he got terrible luck with the defense there. He really should did not deserve all those runs that he gave up um, because it wasn't on him. But so I am excited to see the two youngsters pitching. I mean, Swarmer, not really that young, but like, you know, obviously oh, it'll be the take, second start. Take it easy, Joey. Joey. He's like our age. All right. We're not that old yet. Yeah. yeah we're, well, I feel old some days. Let's just put it that way. I definitely can't throw a baseball as well as he can. So Facts. I'm, I can't I'm old. Either, so I can't either. And that's just a lack of arm strength on my end. Yeah, uh, same. And, and pain, like actual pain. pain when I throw a ball. Um, But no, man, I, I'm very excited to see what happens tomorrow. I guess, like, let's try to cool down Goldie somehow put him on base, like just walk the guy. I don't know what to do here, but it wasn't just Goldie obviously today that that struck us, but it felt like when he blasted that one, which like you said, wasn't a terrible pitch from Stroman. Uh, turning point. It was a real turning point in that game, mm-hmm. I believe. So I agree. If you can kind of just avoid those turning points and just avoid those moments, I, they said they'd probably like on the broadcast, Boog and, and JD were talking about how they would have pitched to him. And I'm like, yeah, like, I don't know, man. They said they would have done it again, right? They, they mm-hmm. would have pitched him again. And I'm like, in that situation, I know you don't want to load the bases. I understand it because sure. it was a 3-1 game at that point, I believe. So yeah. it's like, I get it. Like, if he hits a three-run homer, though, he's still taking the lead. If he hits right. a grand slam, Arenado behind him, still taking the lead. So it's like, it's only it's two runs at that point, but – I don't know. Yeah. You can play. We could play like Monday morning quarterback or whatever here with that situation. Yeah. But it's like just find a way to navigate through this lineup tomorrow for these young guys, and it'll be cool to see them go through those those moments and these pressure moments with 
Wrigley Field should be packed for this series, and they have been pretty pretty well packed. So I think it's yeah. going to be it's going to be a lot of fun just to see what happens. Absolutely. And just quickly to build off what you said, I would have pitched to Goldie too. The pitch was a perfect pitch. Again, Goldie just elite hitter shit, put it where he put it. Like that was impressive. So yeah, Stroman made a fine pitch. It was just Goldschmidt being Goldschmidt. And again, he's on literally like video game numbers tear right here. Um, yeah, man, I'm right there with you. Oh, two wins would be awesome because then you're, you're, you're already taking the series no matter what happens on Sunday night baseball. Um, but It'll be cool to see Killian. I'm actually excited to see Schwarmer again, too, because he looked really good his first time out against the Brewers. So a lot of positives tomorrow to look forward to. Part of the future, right, for the Cubs. Schwarmer, maybe not here forever, but the showcase of the Cubs developing these guys into serviceable pitching arms like we've seen with the Cardinals and the Athletics and all these teams around baseball that do it. And then in the in the future of Kelly and your top pitching prospect getting to make his big league debut. Uh, Joey, my friend, uh, one last thought uh, to the jackass that was stacking cups in the in the bleachers because he was bored. Like, dude, come on. Respect Wrigley. Get yeah. your thing together. You paid a lot of money for that ticket. I know what ticket prices cost. Why are you going to waste your time in a tight ball game stacking cups? I know it's funny and you want to go viral, but, like, come on, man. It, yeah. Uh, Our boy Jake Bouge at the Dingers podcast, he said, yeah. watch the game. Yeah, yeah. Watch the game. Exactly. Watch the game. Snake cup snakes are fun because you can still watch the game and build a cup snake. When you're trying to build a freaking like cup stack pyramid, you don't watch the game. You're focused on trying to balance cups. So, but again, whatever you do, you you want to waste your money. That's not my problem. So, buddy, before we get out of here, because I know you got a roll, I want to remind everybody really quick, Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the ONTAP Sports Network. Check out all of our great work at ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media. Follow the pod specific accounts here for Cubs on Tap. We are at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-S. That's Twitter and Instagram. I am at Loose on Tap. Joey's at Joey Knows Nothing. That's ends in I-N. That stands for win, baby. He's over at ONTAP Bets as well. Uh, you can also follow all the other great contributors at TeddyFreddy270, at Juice on Tap, and everybody else that contributes to Cubs on Tap. Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, we got it all, and you know the drill Cubs fans. We all got friends that like the Southsiders. Send them to our boys at Socks on Tap. Golf, other Chicago sports. Chicago Wolves first game of the Western Conference Finals in the AHL Call It Cup playoffs tonight. Uh, be sure to check that out. We'll have something on that for you this weekend as well. And if you want to know what's going on in Chicago sports, be sure on tapsportsnet.com. Add on tapsports on our social media on tapsports. Go and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Joey, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Cardinals go they're back at it tomorrow probably won't have a show tomorrow we'll see it's up in the air but we will for sure be back Cubs on tap after Sunday night baseball to wrap up this Cardinals series and then we get some off days next week and then uh hopefully they can shit kick the Orioles but we'll get into that later in the weekend Joey always a pleasure my friend uh and what do you say buddy we get out of here the only way we know how especially during the Cardinals series fuck the Cardinals let's go Cubs fuck the Cardinals and let's go Cubs